0: to episode three of the MAM Club. Since our last episode, a lot has happened in the world with COVID-19. Uh, we are now one week into our collective quarantines. Hope you're all doing okay.
1: Um, Gareth, how are you doing? Ah, oh, man, I got to tell you, I was just happy to make it to the end of the first week. Uh, you know, when, uh, when we found out about the quarantine... You know, it, part of me was thinking that wow, this is going to be kind of nice and uh, <laughs> and uh, a vacation, but it was uh, a vacation of sorts, even though I had to work. But uh, I, I think uh, I was in la la land because you know it's one of those vacations that definitely wasn't a vacation, and uh, a lot of adjustments need to be made. I mean, it's the, the whole experience of just dealing with the surrealness, if that's the word, of uh, of just the regular flow of information through my news feed around all the changes and the dynamic out there in the world, but then managing, you know, this bubble that I've been forced inside of along with my, my, my wife and my kids and trying to figure out how as a family to adjust all of this has just been, uh, ah, it's been kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, we're in the same boat. Um, there's been, uh, uh, there's been a lot of things for us to to deal with. I mean, yeah, everyone's cooped up together, um, 24-7, and it's it's like an extended vacation, like you said, without maybe the benefits of <laughs> of what a vacation provides. Um so I, I think this is what uh we'll we'll need to cover today with some help. Um, sort of thinking ahead to sort of the stuff that uh that we need to you know, challenges that we're facing that we should probably talk about is you know, how do we manage um, our own anxieties and frustrations and therefore the kids anxieties and frustrations? Um, how do you deal with having kids at home on a full-time basis? Um, certainly appreciating what the teachers do a lot more. Oh yeah. Um, and then adding to that, you know, we, some of us need to work from home. Uh, we need to find some me time in there somewhere. Um, and obviously we don't want to make sure our kids fall back in, in, in school. So, um, I think there's a there's a
1: lot there. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you just from my own experience. I mean, it's been a, a crazy whirlwind. Both me and my wife work. Uh, we've got three young kids, as you know, and uh, I don't think we got the mix right. I mean, I, I spent more time online last week trying to figure out what a daily schedule should look like for a family like ours, and trying to find educational materials, and you know, being completely confused into around you know how much time we should be spending on what and and uh, and still feeling the pressure of work i mean uh, uh, you know for 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 many people um, this shift has been a, a you know a seismic shift either in uh, if if you're lucky enough to be in work uh, i mean your job may have gotten busier uh, while you still have you know three kids at home and trying to balance all that, uh, for other people, uh, you know, the work could have been shifting in the other direction. So you may be, uh, unemployed, recently unemployed or, or on the brink of that. Uh, and now I need to think about, you know, job search, uh, at this point in time and still, and still managing family life. So, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy. And I, I certainly, I didn't feel, I, I you know, I, I didn't know what to expect, but now looking back on the first week, I don't think I was ready for it. No, I don't, I don't think anyone was. So
0: in light of that, this is one of those cases we need an expert. So we're going to bring Jody in. Mrs. Jody Miller is a child and family psychologist located in Toronto, Canada. She started her career as an elementary school teacher before moving into the psychology field. She attained her master's in educational psychology in South Africa. She was working with marginalized communities in uh, uh, therapeutic interventions for uh, infants, children, families, parents, and so on. She currently works as a psychotherapist um, for children and families. I, I can't think of anyone uh, better suited to have this chat with us. So this is, this is great. Uh, we found just the right person. <laughs>
2: so we're,
0: we're all cooped up at home um, with, uh, with our kids. And uh, I guess the place uh, we wanted to start with is, um, I guess, let you know, let's talk about the kids themselves before we talk about the education side mm-hmm. of it. Um, uh, so, what uh, what are they likely experiencing, and what should we be
2: doing? Well, I think importantly, it's important to consider what are you, what are we as adults experiencing, because the thing about children is that they kind of go with with what is happening around them. Um, so I don't know, maybe we can just take a minute and think of some of those things that we as adults are experiencing and I, I think that we can we can kind of work out what what is going through the kids' minds, how they're reacting, what their thoughts are. Um, I don't think as um, we'll probably talk about that there is a one-size-fits-all So, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the things that you're experiencing as parents?
1: That's a, yeah, that's a fantastic question. I mean, this is Gareth here. So week one down,
2: looking back on
1: the last week, um, I can say, honestly, it's been, uh, you know, a bit of a whirlwind. It's funny, you see all over the news. People talking about how parents are now worth the money. They're sorry, not parents. Teachers are now worth the money that they're getting paid because for the first time in a long time, all of a sudden, parents have had to see what it, what it means to be home with their kids and mm-hmm. trying to manage a work schedule and, and, yeah. and education at the same time. And yeah. and, uh, and and I know people will be in different situations, but certainly in my situation with my wife, we uh, we have full time day jobs. And in the midst of all this, I don't think we got less busy. I think we got more busy. Right. And uh, as one of her directors uh, uh, in, her, in her job said to her, she's, you know, you know, how is how's life adjusting with three new co-workers?
2: <laughs> yeah. Are they keeping their pants on during your your consults?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and The answer is No. Uh, and it's hard to keep a straight <laughs> face in the middle of some of those meetings when you have a kid exactly. running through your kitchen with uh, with no underwear on, no shirt on, <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah,
2: this is our new reality. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that, that turmoil that we as adults are experiencing, uh, you know, it's mirrored. It's mirrored in what the children are experiencing. And I think that there's some some occasions where we can remain more in control and contained and create that for our children. But the reality is that there will be moments that are not contained and there will be moments where things are you where we as adults feel out of control. And, and I think that this is really the experience that the children are feeling.
1: I'm, I'm glad you're saying that. Cause I got to say, you know, I harken back to when I had uh, when I, just before I had my first daughter. I've got I've got three young girls, and they're four, seven, and uh, and soon to be nine years old. And I remember the fantasy I had as a parent going into all of this was that I was going to be one of these Zen parents, you know. And I thought <laughs> about you know you know what my emotional state was going to be like and how that was going to impact the kids. And so as you know, in my mind, it made sense. To Perfectly to try to be the Zen parent, and the veil was quickly torn down. And, uh, and in the last week, I've certainly found myself in a few situations in which, you know, I've, you know, to put it nicely, I felt challenged as a parent to uh, to not have a tantrum myself in in the midst of yes. everything that was going on.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, and then I'm sure you can imagine how difficult it is for the children to contain themselves during this time. That we're all finding new and unstructured and different. Everything that we've ever known has kind of been thrown into disarray. So I think all of that stuff that, that people are feeling needs to be acknowledged and and understood for what it is. Mm -hmm.
0: I, I think that that's an excellent point about the lack of structure, right? I mean, typically, um, for, or for kids, their world is relatively structured yeah. in the sense that there's, you know, school is structured, the day is structured, mm. their time is structured, they have activities and so on. And as you say that, that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. So what were you, were you thinking, we sort of alluding to the fact that, so, you know, should we come to terms with the, the lack of structure or should we seek to create some semblance of structure?
2: I would certainly, I would definitely seek to create some semblance of structure Within a new a new normal, um, kids respond m- respond far better to structure, as you say. It's what they used to um, It creates a safety net, predictability, and in a time that's you know completely unpredictable, that that structure really is important for kids. The structure that you create, of course, needs to be around what works for your family. Um, there's no you know, you can't Google, uh, download homeschooling plans and at this time do this and at this hour do that because, (laughs) um, that's not how it works. Um, you know, obviously for every family, I think, you know, one family will have two working parents and one family might have a more flexible day or whatever. I think, but I certainly think that within your family structure, within your family group, um, some kind of sense of normality will come from that daily structure for sure.
1: I can attest to the fact that there isn't an online curriculum that you can download because I probably spent about three hours last weekend trying to figure out how do I structure a week for kids with parents and try to build Mm. an education. And it was, it was, there's so many resources out there for educational materials. I Mm. I found one
2: website that had
1: something like 40 different other websites that you could go to to find education materials. And I was like, I'm going to spend the next three weeks just trying to build an education plan and I won't have time to work.
2: Yeah. So I think one of the important things that we really, really need to remember is that um, children are not working intensely throughout the day from that nine till three or whatever it is. They, they socializing they're having teacher um, teacher talk, breaking up into groups, um, what you can teach in an hour, what your kids, what you can get your kids to do in an hour would probably be pretty much a whole day's work at school. So mm. I absolutely would not. And so speaking kind of from a ex teacher's point of view, from a mom and from a, um, a psychotherapist point of view, like I would not, I would not, stress too much over having a, an absolutely full day full of curriculum and learning because the reality is when you're working one-on-one with your child or when your child is not in that school environment, the amount of actual work that you can cover is massive in comparison to what you would do, you know, in a day at school.
0: Right when you have when you have a, a class full, each at a different level, yeah. Each
2: each sort of behaving in their own. Each way. Each at a different level. You're negotiating. Kids um, gather around, sit down. Let's do those. Take out your pencils. All of that is part of the school day, and it's part of learning, and it's part of the process, and it's important. But when you're at home and when you're working one-on-one with your child in terms of content, you'll get through a lot more in a much shorter space of time than you would in a school day.
0: Okay. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's very reassuring. In fact.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that is, um, I've been speaking to some parents already and they're like, but we've gotten through everything our school has given us. If the, if the, um, schools have given them some materials or whatever, they, that's great. You know, they gave us a week's worth of work, but we've actually done it in two days. And the reality is, is that (laughs) that is the reality. School is a lot more than content, you know, the activities that your kids Mm -hmm. have to get through. So I really think it's important for parents to, um, to be aware that if they cover want to cover content with their children um, it, it really does not need to be an entire, an entire day's worth of work. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. other things like yeah. um, laying the table for, for lunch and all coming together and eating and engaging in conversation and all those sorts of things that you can do under a lot less stress are all learning experiences for children um, on top of the academics.
1: I think that's going to come as a huge relief. I mean, it certainly is a huge relief to me to realize that you can see kind of the ordinary moments in a day as learning opportunities that don't have to have a heavy curriculum focus, that instead it's about focusing on paying attention to the kids, if I'm getting this right, and making the most of the moments that you have, but also managing your emotions around those moments. So if you can make those moments stress-free, that's also beneficial.
2: Yes. And I think that for every parent it's a matter of negotiating how that works for you, whether it's um, make, making sure that you're all eating lunch together or sitting down for breakfast before you start working. It really is being present in the moment and the quality rather than the quantity of time you spend with your kids that they're going to remember.
1: I think it's brilliant. I like,
0: yeah, I like that. I like the quality over quantity. So even if you... You know, even if you are, for example, working from home, um, finding the time, dedicated time to spend, uh, is is more important than trying to, you know, uh, you know, five minutes every hour. Mm. Probably not as valuable as taking a good chunk of time and just being dedicated and focused.
2: Yes, exactly. And when and even a chunk of time, children um, really. Well, you know, it obviously it depends on the age, but children have a very short attention span. And if you are literally giving them undivided attention for 15 minutes or over lunchtime or really engaging with them, it fills them up. Um, and they don't necessarily require that ongoing um, attention through the day. But in saying that, you need to kind of have a honest and open relationship and conversation with your children they need to know mom and dad are working you're also working these are the times that we are taking breaks this is when i want this is when i can be with you we'll have lunch together communicate with them they 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 need to know and and children can be very much more understanding than we ever expect possible in my mind
1: yeah that's great (laughs) so 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 thinking about um you know, as I, as I imagine my day, because I'm, we're, you know, me and my wife are still in the process of trying to figure out what that structure looks like so we can set a routine. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of, there's, there's moments that we're planning and, I, and you've given me some really wonderful insights on what that looks like in terms of the structured engagement with the kids. So, you know, lunch activities and maybe minimi- not minimizing the academic activities, but knowing that we can accomplish a lot more with the academics in a shorter period of time. But, you know, throughout our days, there's periods where we both need to be occupied with a work task that isn't related to the children. So in terms of ways of keeping the children occupied, if we're not trying to get them studying, because that requires a bit more hands-on, mm. you know, are there any rules that we need to be thinking about in terms of how to how to handle um, the distractions for them, helping them be distracted or be occupied uh, while we're busy with other things?
2: Well, it will, it, you know, it will take some work, but... Um you know, to, to set it up. But, um, I was listening to a really interesting podcast, um, last night about boredom and boredom. Children need to learn how to be bored. If you put them in a situation where they have nothing to do and you encourage them to think of things to do, this is where the creativity begins. And I think that's a beautiful opportunity for children to to be bored and start and to know this is mom and dad's work time. This is where we're meeting. If you're bored during this time, you need to find things to do. Think, of, you know, give them options. Here are your crayons. Here's this. Here's that. Here's some bricks. Here's some blocks. Obviously, again, depending on the age, and let them let them create. Let them start mm. um, using their mind in in ways that they haven't for so long because they're never bored. They're busy. They're busy all the time. And so they don't have the opportunity. They haven't had the opportunity to to create and to become um, involved in their own worlds and that sort of thing, you know, writing or playing music or building blocks or creating forts, tents, tents in their rooms with their siblings or you know, like little um, little fa- farms with zoo animals or whatever they can find, they'll find it. That's the one thing. Like talk to your kids about being bored. It's okay to be bored and it's healthy. You know why? Because you will start coming up with the most incredible ideas. And that's a very positive thing. In saying that, um, you're not just going to leave your children, you know, f- for hours and hours and hours, you want to make sure that you kind of keeping tabs of what's going on. And I mean, technology is an incredible way of keeping children busy, just ensuring that obviously whatever they're doing is appropriate age appropriate there's amazing things out there and the reality is is that that is how the world is working we we're all online we're all i mean the entire world is online the entire world is using technology and and if the children are are using it in a constructive way then i think that it's it's really it has incredible learning opportunities i mean they're coding programs and there's national geographic kids National Geographic things that they can explore, and really wonderful things that that they could be doing. But it's okay for them to be doing nothing much at, during part of the day.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, the 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 technology piece. I mean, it was a natural segue there because I, I I think you know there's a lot of parents, me included, who we'll have their kids in front of screens and we've been you know, looking around for educational stuff. So Khan Academy, National Geographic, mm-hmm. I've checked their stuff out. NASA has some kids stuff. And there's lots of really free stuff out there right now yeah. um, with a lot of museums and whatnot, offering their content up for free for kids. You know, Do, 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 should I, you know, should I be worried about the amount of time they're spending on the screen or is it what they're spending the time on the screen doing? I mean, are there any hard and fast rules around that or, or do we just need to be, a bit more flexible at this time and what are your thoughts there
2: there's i mean there are no hard and fast rules i think really everybody has their own opinion in court including like um, parents and everybody has their own um their own ideas of what is okay and what is too much and and what is too little or whatever the case is um there's no hard and fast rules but i do think in saying that that there needs to be time put aside wherever possible for outside time. Um, right. Children, I mean, they need to be playing, they need to be outside, they need fresh air, not only children, I think adults as well. Um, and if there's, you know, kind of if there's planning through the day, it should be, it should be a part of the plan to have outside time, to have, um, you know, you can do, leave it open just in your mind, like, this is when I want you guys to be doing art. Here's your papers and pencils. This is when you guys can be on your tablet or whatever. And I, for me, I wouldn't like to overdo the the screen time, although I um, think that it's okay to be a little bit more lax at this time. Um, but I do think structures need to include... Um, Outside time, they need to include time for being creative. It needs to include time for um, the more formal school subjects. If you know, I am not sure what will be happening in the coming weeks. If the if we'll be provided with anything, or if you know, parents are gonna, kind of going to be on their own, um, their own, trying to find stuff for their kids, but balanced, really balanced. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's excellent. And I, and I loved your point about boredom. I think that's, I think that's terrific. Cause I, I think it's, um, there's something you said earlier that, that I, that I wrote down, which is this notion that, you know, we can find learning opportunities in, uh, in everyday or mundane mm. tasks. So we can create a lot of these learning opportunities without necessarily having those be, you know, a worksheet mm. of math, yes. books, math yes, questions. Exactly. Um, yeah which 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 makes sense now th- the one thing i wanted to to touch on is is and yeah. and uh, we we touched on this at the beginning around how the children are mm. feeling um to the extent that kids have questions mm. um you know we're at home we can't i can't see my friends um you know we're at home it was supposed to be 2 weeks now it's 3 weeks now it's 4 okay. weeks um I, you know how, again no no one size fits all um, but how, how do we how do we address those concerns without um you know my my, my assumption is that you know kids have some coping mechanisms mm-hmm. not as many as we do so how, how do we know the right amount to provide them without you know freaking them out
2: um well I think again as you say one size doesn't fit all so I think you need to know as parents we have a responsibility to know have a good understanding of the fact and to be able to share with our children what we think that they can manage in an age-appropriate way. There are guidelines, you know, that the schools have given out in terms of, you know, what what children can handle at the different ages and that sort of thing. But I think really you know your children. I'm, I I sat my kids down at the table, the dinner table last night, and I said, if you could ask your mom and dad anything about what's going on now and coronavirus or if you could say anything about it what would you say mm-hmm. and my daughter my daughter said um, she said don't overthink it mom <laughs> 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 and so I love so, I thought, it. so it kind of gave me insight into where she was at um, and so we don't overthink it, you know. And if you start picking up that they're having concerns or worries, then you can like kind of question and say, you know, we've we've been here for a week already. Schools are meant to go back; they're not going back. How are you feeling about this whole thing? And let them give it, let them give it to you. What do you know about it? Um, Do you feel is this some? Are you feeling scared or like what is it making you feel? It's not. It's not our regular day-to-day thing and see what they give you because it will it will often give you a lead as to what they're willing to hear and what they can know. My son, on the other hand, was like, um sometimes I feel a little bit sad, like I said, and worried. So I said, well, what do you worry about? He says, so he said, um, if people that we love get sick and that sort of thing. And, and ask your children those sort of open-ended questions so they can give you the lead on, on where to go with that. But you've got to be honest with your children. They are very – they know what's chopping. And if they find you beating around the bush and, and not kind of being truthful – they feel uneasy about that as well. So my advice would really be just to try and feel, feel out where they're at and work according to who they are and the concerns that they have. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question.
0: It does. That's, that's, I mean, that's brilliant. That's, um, that's such a clever way of going about it. You know, instead of making assumptions mm. around where their head is at, let them articulate their concerns and not only their concerns, but their thoughts, which, which I think that's great. Cause that gives you, you know, it gives you the, the guardrails, the boundaries of where they're mm. at, and what they're thinking. And then you have something to react to or work mm. with. I think that's, that makes yeah, perfect sense.
2: I think so. I mean, the little one who just wants to lay low and kind of just keep drawing and doing all her arty things that's you know, she's she's happy, she's you know, so we don't have to kind of let them be and, and give them opportunities to come forward with their their worries and and concerns. And I think that if you're making that quality time with your children, those special, you know, special time or or, or whatever however you like to call it with your family and opportunities to talk. It will, it will come. They'll have opportunities to talk with you and.
1: Sort of so, so while we're on the communication topic, and I mean, this is a really interesting situation for families, but also for parents and for, for couples. And so, you know, when you, when you look at how, you know, couples with, with children or, or, or couples without children, I mean, it, you know, I guess it, it makes a little bit of a difference, but, you know, is there any advice on, on how we navigate these situations together? I mean, so when you have children involved, obviously, you know, you're trying to come to an understanding about what the best way forward is. And so those are going to initiate some conversations. You're trying to include everybody's ideas and making sure that, you know, you, you have a, you know, a path forward that everybody, that, that works for everybody in the family. Is there any advice for, how to communicate with a spouse about uh, about either organizing a time with the kids or, or or navigating this this larger change that we're all experiencing right now.
2: Um, well, are you meaning in terms of like your own private conversation without the children before you kind of include and involve the children?
1: Oh, I, you know, I, I wasn't really making a distinction, but that's actually an interesting distinction. So, I, I you know, let's, so let's let's separate it. And uh, so, so certainly, you know, after the kids go to bed, we'll have conversations about what the next day looks like. We're organizing our schedule. Uh, but now, because we're still early in this whole process, you know, we're having conversations around what the work, the, the work week needs to look like and what the school week needs to look like for the children and how much structure is enough. And so, I mean, so the, you know, the, the last 25 minutes here, you've given me some amazing ideas around how to manage some of those conversations in terms of just practical things, but just uh, in terms of the 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 other life stuff trying to you know maintain a, a i guess the calm in the household and talking about the you know the adult conversations without the kids there uh, is there any recommendations around how to minimize the amount of stress in the house since you know as you pointed out you know the the i guess the 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 emotional atmosphere is, is is somewhat set by everybody in the household. But you know, mm. if the parents are calm, then then the children are calm as well. Mm. Um, is there anything that we need to be thinking about as parents around how we're managing or interacting with each other in that regard?
2: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, I think that both parents have got full time jobs, regardless of whether they are. Um, whatever you were doing during the day before this all happened, whether it be um, at home or part-time or in an office, um, things have changed drastically for everybody. Um, And I think just to consider that both both parents have had a huge life change just as well as your children have, and everybody's going to have to Compromise and renegotiate and um, kind of work as a team to to manage the the new normal. Um, I don't know if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. I mean, it, it's interesting because you know I think about looking back on on our history as a family and and you know vacations where we spend a week together are kind of the only moments where you have that much time together completely as a family and what we're all in store for now is potentially weeks, you know, uh, well not potentially weeks, definitely weeks, um, potentially longer than that. Uh, where we have to spend uh, probably more time than in the, in the history of humanity have families spent as much time together as they will be over the next couple, couple of weeks. And so yeah. it's an interesting thing around trying to attend to everybody's needs. And, and, I'm, and I was just kind of just thinking about the needs of the adults and as part yeah. of the equation because we, we tend to be focused on our kids. I think that's really important. But if we're not attending to our own needs and the needs of our partners, I mean, that could be a, a chasm that, that, that we create if we're not thinking about it.
2: Right. So the fact that you are just thinking about that is um, a really positive thing in terms of how you're able to manage that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that you need to keep yourself healthy and your relationships outside of the children healthy. Y- you need time for yourself. What does that mean? How are you going to manage that? You need time to be together. How are you going to manage that? And um, I think that that's really needs to be thought quite carefully about. And, and as part of the communication package, I would, I would say that that has to be high up on the priority list. Um, how are you going to manage yourselves and your relationships within, within the situation that mm-hmm. none of us have really seen before?
0: Yeah. And no, I think that's, that's great. So there's, cause there's a, there's a, there's a lot there. So there's your relationship with, with your partner. Um, presumably there's, you know, you, you have to manage yourself right. as well. Like, you know, your, if you will, me time, me time becomes a lot more difficult. <laughs> and, and a lot more
2: important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me time does become a lot more difficult, but really... Um, it's it's not something that anybody should give up because you need to stay healthy, like you say, for your family, for your partner, and that means having the space, however you are able to create that, to have me time, without being, I guess, without um, there are the concerns of being selfish or taking away time from other things, or you know, there are all these realistic stresses that. Are real and they're there, um, but it's not to say that that isn't that isn't important. Um, yeah,
0: and that, I mean that could go and that could go back to your earlier point around structure, right? If if as long as these things are planned yes. for, um, like for for example, my my wife will will go on a on a mm-hmm. walk, so she'll just leave the house and go for a walk on her own, and and that's scheduled and planned, and that's her me yes. time. Yes um the uh funny one one of my one of my kids uh he, his me time is he will lock himself in the bathroom <laughs> um he, he, there's a he'll, he'll sit in there on the on the rug and the cat comes in and and they cuddle together on the rug and he reads books
2: amazing
0: cuz it's quiet yeah. and it's far away from everyone else perfect so
2: perfect and talking about that if your kids have got me time which is incredible that's amazing you should talk with them to schedule that in. Like you said, dad's having me time. this is what mom's doing and this is what da- what dad's doing. Where do you, where would you like that to fit in with your day? You know what I mean? Like um we've got the, we've got these things to do and we're trying to get organized and and create some kind of a plan. I know this is what you like to do, so when do you think that would work for you? You know what I mean? I, I really I'm, love
1: the idea of modeling like like so what I'm hearing there is that you're, you know, as a parent, you have an opportunity to model the behavior. And if you're talking to your kids about what it is that you're doing, so I'm scheduling a me time for me, you know, do you think you need some me time? Yeah. And how would you like us to schedule that into your day? You know, just being reflective, present, and aware. Of, of what your needs are, but then communicating that to your kids, you know, yeah. th- there's a lot that they can be learning in those moments as well.
2: Exactly. Don't feel guilty. Don't, fe- you know, don't feel that, that that's problematic. That is how life works. And that is how we're going to manage. And, I th- you know, say it and let them, la- let, let them follow, <laughs> follow suit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the things that, um, also, I was, I mean, we're all in the same situation right now. So we're all having the same conversations with our kids and with our um, partners and whatever it is. And one of the things we said, um, my husband and I, was that what might be nice is that the children can actually um, book an appointment, <laughs> an appointment in his day as one of his work people. I love it. You know, so that they feel just as important as his work. Um, that it's on his computer, it's on his schedule, this is their time, you know, nobody else can um, (laughs) come in on that time. And just to kind of, we're all in it together and to just try and negotiate that as best as we can, knowing that there's going to be moments of huge amounts of stress and moments of fighting, and moments of everything not being all um, tra-la-la and all of that. Um, there will be times that, you know, things will become dysregulated and crazy and all those pictures that you see of the moms and dads <laughs> ripping out their hair and having 12 children hanging all over them. <laughs> that, is, that is going to be the reality at some points in your day or in your week and that's i'm glad, so I'm glad
1: that you, yeah I was gonna, i'm glad that you're pointing that out because you know it's funny um you know and, and, I, and i think back from my life before i was a parent and my life after i became a parent and uh, and you're seeing this even now reinforce the social media but this 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 idealized version of the perfect parent and so <laughs> yeah. you know you can see through social media parents you know with the best intentions in the world sharing all of this wonderful stuff about you know how to how a teach your kids at home how to do all these other things. And, and you get the impression if you are just to read from, let's say people's Twitter or Facebook posts or whatever else, that there are these perfect parents leading these perfect lives and their kids are, you know, you know, going to get this perfect homeschooled education and they're managing all the stress yeah. perfectly. Right. And, and the reality is, is always quite different. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's important for people to be able to hear that. So they don't kind of you know, judge themselves too harshly if they have uh, if they have some of those tougher moments.
2: Right. I mean, social media is killer in terms of our self-esteem and our <laughs> ability to um, live up to the expectations of the world, but the realities are always very different. Um, I mean, y- yeah, uh, I think we're going to, we may not see it on Facebook, but a week, two weeks, three weeks <laughs> into um, into isolation, I don't think that those pictures are, are going to remain the reality, even if they are now <laughs> right. at all. In fact, there's no way, <laughs> there's no <laughs> way that that's the reality even at the moment. And I think, I think we all just need to be kind to ourselves and just know that this is not a normal situation. This is not a situation that we any of us have had to deal with in any way, shape or form ever. And so if there are moments of chaos, it's okay, it's normal, it's, it's going to pass.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, so maybe as you, you made me think of something there, um, around, uh, around conflict is, is there, are there areas, things that, that are, you know, typically cause conflict things that usually, you know, that we should be aware of so that we don't end up in a situation where, um, you know, we're, 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 at each other's throats for whatever reason.
2: Well, I think, I think really parent as teacher is really a contentious issue. Um, <laughs> parent is not meant to be teacher and children res- do not respond <laughs> like they respond to their teacher. So I think be prepared that, that, that is likely to become problematic. Um, you the, just the roles just they don't they don't work hand in hand. I mean, we teach our kids all the time, but in terms of uh, formal education, in terms of sitting down, teaching skills, <laughs> um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. So.
0: But so what, what is that? Cause you're, 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 you're dead on. I mean, as, as I was talking to my kids about, uh, you know, this is their March break, so everything is is fine. And we're, it was, you know, there's, there's little structure cause it's their week yeah. off. And, uh, uh, you know, we had this conversation about next week and, and, uh, my 14 year old came back and said, just with a big sigh it's like, Oh, dad's going to homeschool us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's better than your child being excited about it. And then that, the reality is, <laughs> at least <laughs> right. at least the expectations are, are spot on <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's right it's it's going to be horrible but why is it going to be horrible
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just it's just a role i guess it's it's just a role they're not used to you play a particular role in your in your in your yes. kids life i guess and and this, this is you're taking <laughs> on the, the,
2: yeah. yeah i mean honestly the truth is is that i I'm going to let um, technology teach my children as much as is humanly possible because I know that we're not going to get on well. Right. So that is the reality. That's gonna. I think that's gonna be hard for parents. That's gonna be really hard. Um, I think yeah. that,
1: I, mean, I, th- I think that raises a really interesting question. Uh, you know, so if I'm sitting here and I'm planning out, you know, the next, you know, week month maybe multiple months and i I, i'm seeing myself now as a as a person who's going to be playing multiple roles in my children's lives so i don't get to just be the parent who kind of jumps in and has fun and then they're off at school and everything else and so as i try to occupy these multiple roles you know there's, there's there's inherently a risk of conflict because if my expectations about the how the educational piece is going to go uh, and I'm starting to kind of parent as teacher, uh, trying to get mm-hmm. the results that I'm looking for in terms of the educational outcomes. If I have some, you know, some misguided set of expectations around that, you know, it's it's forcing me to think about, you know, what is the end game in all of this? You know, what kind of relationship do I want to end up with my with with my kids at the end of all of this stuff? And again, I think it's probably going to be, you know, different for for different individuals. Mm-hmm. But I, I but I'm thinking more now than I did before about you know, how, you know, when it comes to managing my own expectations, when it comes to occupying those roles, you know, should I be, I, I should probably be thinking about, you know, how my children are going to think about me and what that relationship is going to look like at the end of all of this and, and, and maybe relax on the teacher front if that's not my strongest suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if it happens to be a you know, stronger attribute of mine, maybe uh, you can't really let go of the parent piece, but maybe it's okay to focus on that a little bit more.
2: Right. I think it's, and it's all, again all about the, the communication and, and what, what works for you and what works between your relationship with your child. At the end of the day, um, you are primarily, we are primarily our children's parents, and we need to remain that, even if it's at the cost of um, some content that they should be learning, in my mind that will come that can be caught up that can be um real that that can be reestablished really quickly um i would not sacrifice my relationship with my child at the cost of um becoming educator
0: yeah i think that's that is a Wow, well, I mean, you want to talk about guiding principles. I think that's, that's excellent. That's, that that's a really good one to, uh, to start with really when, when thinking about all this is that, yeah, exactly. As you said, you you don't want to sacrifice the relationship
2: mm. with your mm. child. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, create the, using the principles of having a, having clear boundaries and structure and good communication and setting good examples and modeling for your children. Um, can create a foundation for learning, um, in a peaceful environment, but that, that might not always be the case. Um, yeah, we can only do our best.
1: So, so are there any, you know, so I, when I think on the, on this topic, I mean, not being an expert and being a parent, who's made lots of mistakes and tried to learn from them, you know, you you see a lot more parents in your practice. You know, you have experience as an educator. You know, are there any questions that you think we should be asking ourselves that we haven't asked you yet?
2: Um, the the only thing that um, pops into my mind is just um, what I've what I've noticed is that when children are in the same space for a very long time, is that they often become very dysregulated. Um, which is understandable. I think we do as adults as well, but I think we've probably got kind of coping mechanisms that we have. We we kind of get up and make a hot cup of coffee or um, whatever it is, go check our emails or distract ourselves kind of to bring us back, bring us back down. But I think that, that what we are probably going to see happening is that our children being cooped up at home, um, for a long time, is that you can see some dysregulated behaviour, like towards mm. the end of the day, or when they've gotten bored of something or whatever. There's these sparks in dysregulation, and and what can happen is that if those those sparks aren't kind of brought down and and calmed, <laughs> then they just escalate and escalate, and that that's where stress and conflict and and fighting always begins. So. I think, maybe, as a parent, just to ask yourself, Is my child becoming dysregulated i mean I, I, are you with me when I talk about um like dysregulated behavior kind of acting out, getting super loud um yeah, maybe starting to that. Siblings?
1: yeah. So, so I know a little think, bit about self regulation but but yeah. I mean our audience might not know um what dysregulation is and in, in, in what a regulated child looks like. So maybe if you could unpack that a little bit, I think it'd be super helpful.
2: Okay. So so my thoughts are just that a, regu- a regulated child is a child who's engaging in whatever they're engaging with, um, mm. pretty content, getting on with things. Um, and then they get to a point where they become dysregulated, where they become fidgety and, they, and maybe start arguing with friends or siblings or um, just running around the house <laughs> without much <laughs> understand without uh, much understanding um, of what has kind of caused this shift in in behavior, and um, you know, like that that can be caused by trauma, but it can also be caused by um, small things like getting bored or. Um, spending too long doing a particular thing and then needing to r- shake, shake up and um, kind of refocus. Um, so I think as a parent just being aware of when your children are getting to a state of um, being just being unsettled and, and needing a change of pace, a change of um, activity because that's what they do. You know, especially right. smaller kids, you know, as you get older, your teens and, and, and older kids, they learn self-regulating strategies. But certainly for younger children, they don't, they don't know how to do that. Um, and so certainly within every hour, towards the end of the hour, um, watch out for that and just try and encourage a change of pace, like a, a kind of like a sensory experience. Um, even to, um, I don't know if you've got squeezy balls or, you know, like um, stress balls or whatever to kind of stop them and just let them have some kind of sensory experience like squeezing on a squeezy ball or just jumping up and down five times or spinning around in a circle, just changing their sensory experience so that Mm -hmm. they can kind of re-regulate and move on with with their day but just to be aware that those sorts of situations are not misbehavior or um acting out or anything it's just a natural a natural kind of process um just yeah so kind of take those moments to notice that give them a change of something give them something to drink or um a little activity that changes what they're doing and they you can bring them back and sort of tone down into the next, the next, I don't know, hour or whatever. I think that's wonderful advice. I mean, on the age.
1: Yeah. yeah just, just to, to be so able, able to is, see.
0: It, I, in, like in layman's terms. I mean, that sounds just, that just sounds like going stir crazy.
1: bouncing <laughs> off <laughs> the <Yeah>. wall. Really? <laughs>
0: The bouncing, the exactly. Bouncing the off the walls. I think, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: That's uh, it. All normal. And I think the,
0: sen- <laughs> all normal, <laughs> exactly. And the sensory experience.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, when you said sensory experience, I mean, I'm, I'm even thinking things, you know, if, if, if there's instruments exactly. around the house or if that's the time mm-hmm. you go outside and run around yes. a little bit, you know, in recess, if yes, you will.
2: Yes. And certainly the smaller the child is, the more recess they, they need. Um, right. And that, that, I think if, you know, I know that parents are, they're going to be going full force through their work day and whatever, but if you can take notice of those moments, then you can probably um, dissipate like a lot of extra work (laughs) Mm -hmm. to come. Um, Yeah. If you can just, if you notice when those things are happening and um, kind of change pace and then you'll get on with your work day. I think everybody knows that there'll be disruptions in the workday and and that we're just all trying to get by. But I think what I'm trying to say is that if you can notice those moments, it can save you a whole lot of trouble later on.
0: Right. And, and I mean, you could even be proactive and plan for those, right? Like if you're noticing yes. them every day around four yes. o'clock... Um, you have some of this dysregulation. Um, it's it's like, you know, I, I remember someone explained this to me when we had toddlers, you know, if something, if something happens with your toddler that's out of the ordinary, it's probably not their fault. It's probably yours. Um,
2: <laughs> that's what happens and, when you uh, become a parent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Which... Which is which is very much what you what you're alluding to here, which is, you know, if you're having dysregulation at various points in the day or at a consistent point in the day, you know, let's go back to that structure that you've set up. Maybe there's maybe there's something you can tweak there as opposed to, you know, resorting to threats. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also helpful just to just to be able to expect it. I mean, I, you know, if parents are in a high stress situation with work, I mean, depending on what the nature of your work is, You know, to to see those moments where the kids are behaving that way as just things that you should be expecting as part of a normal day, rather than the kids being difficult or or trying to, you know, make your life miserable, um, it allows you, as you're pointing out, Matt, to to be able to plan for, but also just to manage your own emotions in advance, your own emotions in advance, and say, oh, you know, this is just an expected behavior, and this is what's going on, and so here's what I need to do: I need to get them outside, or I need to stimulate them in some other way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, jody this has been amazing. Um,
1: yeah, really. Yeah, I've for taken
0: sure. cop- copious notes just for myself. <laughs> good. Uh, so <laughs> this this was fantastic. Uh, thanks again for the time, um, and uh, I'm sure everyone very much appreciates your uh, your insights. Absolutely. I
2: hope so. And good luck to us all. Right. <laughs> yes. Good luck. May the force all. be with us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: Wow, you know, I'm I'm really glad we uh,
1: we got her on. I I uh, yeah, I feel way smarter than I did uh, an hour ago uh, about all of these things. And and I, and I got to be honest, I feel a lot better about uh, about the situation going forward for sure. Yes, that was reassuring
0: in in so many ways. That it really is just about incremental progress and structure and just plugging away day by day, not necessarily overthinking the whole thing or, you know, attempting some sort of Herculean tasks.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the big takeaways for me was certainly, I guess, a reset on my expectations because, you know, none of us have ever been in this situation before. I mean, you know, none of us have imagined, well, none of us, I mean, most of us haven't imagined, uh, being homeschool parents where you're trying to figure out a freaking educational curriculum for your kids. And if you've got more than one kids, you're trying to figure out curriculums at different ages for different kids. I mean, it just, uh, it's, uh, it was, it was a little overwhelming last week, but, uh, but like I said, I mean, I, I've, I've learned a lot. She gave some really good advice. Exactly. Like, you know, with, with everything else going on, this is, um,
0: uh, I mean, this, we've, we've touched on this in earlier episodes about all of the pressures. Yeah. So, so let's add another one or two to that, right? Like this is, this is hard. This is a difficult time, uh, for everyone. Uh, but I mean, in our cases, this is sort of exacerbates some of those, uh, some of those other issues that we talked about before.
1: Yeah. And, and in a sense, I mean, maybe, maybe it brings focus, but I mean, without, without a clear path forward, it, 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 it. I mean, for me personally, I can say it was hard to to figure out what to focus on. I mean, you've got so many different things that are grabbing your attention right now. You know, what are the things that I need to prioritize? You know, what are the answers to some of those core or key questions uh, that are at least going to uh, set me up for managing my time more effectively when uh, when time has become strangely a, a I mean, it's always a precious commodity but now with everything else going on and and trying to juggle all these same things all these things at once uh, it feels like uh, you know time is even more of the essence I don't know if that's being driven by just the general anxiety around you know the fact that uh, this virus is out there or or what but but certainly uh, having uh, having some answers to those questions uh, has set, certainly put me in a better headspace
0: i agree i agree i I feel so much better than than i did before if i sort of reflect back on uh on sort of the key the key takeaways um i mean the the first one was uh you know get your get your shit together um which i think is i just think makes perfect sense back you know the old airplane analogy fix put on your mask before putting on the mask of anyone else. So same sort of idea, like get yourself together and remain in control. As we heard, um, your kids will look up to you. So, so long as you're calm and in control and composed, your children will will feel better and will ultimately mimic that behavior.
1: Yeah, that's good. And and knowing, uh, you know, going back to your comment about permission, you know, control isn't a, you know, isn't in this situation a complete steady state. You know, there's an equilibrium you're trying to maintain, but know full well that things are going to wave out of control. The idea is to get back to the center, get back to the middle again and find your equilibrium. The, the goal isn't to have equilibrium. I mean, if you can do it, hey, man, kudos. You know, <laughs> if, you can, if you can maintain that, that, that common equilibrium the whole way through, that's awesome. But for, for those who end up uh, on a bumpier ride, the idea is to, is to know where you need to return to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um the other one was structure. Structure is good. Um uh, making sure there's a there's a schedule and there's repeatable events and uh good for kids, good for us as well, right? Uh and being able to to manage what's what's going on. Um I really like the the communication advice. Oh yeah. How to talk to your kids.
1: Yeah, I thought that was amazing. I mean, you know, I I feel like I talk to my kids uh uh Uh, I can remember talking to my kids, but you know the the open ended questions piece and and giving them that that uh, uh, you know that focused attention and uh, and listening to what they have to say and knowing that you know they're thinking about this as well. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to notice that because you're wrapped up in just trying to figure it all out for yourself, Uh, but they got a perspective too. I thought that I mean, you know, you hear it and you you know this. But it's really, really good to be reminded of that fact because it's uh, there's there's countless reasons to be consumed with you know these these adult issues and uh, and maybe just asking the question of your kids you'll, you'd be surprised at the answers you're going to get
0: exactly and and interestingly one of the uh, points that Jody made that I really liked was this idea about booking time. For your kids, right? So if you're working from home, you would you would book a meeting, and that meeting would be to go and spend time with your kids, which I thought was a brilliant idea because it focused you on that. And interestingly, as we talked to her after um, offline, she mentioned that uh, that actually came from her kids. That was their yeah, it was idea. Amazing. So it's amazing! I, I just love this idea that you you let them ask the questions so they can set um, their own. I think guardrails is the term we used before, right? Yeah. So they'll tell you whether they want to keep their head in the sand, they don't really want to talk about it, or whether they have concerns and questions that you need to address. I think that's
1: I think that's awesome. Yeah, and the 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 second uh, the second communication thing that really stood out for me is you know talking to your kids about what it is that you're thinking. So so and this came up in the in the me time piece there, um, where you know you explain to your kids that you know at this point in the day you know dad's going to take off and go for a walk or, you know, if, uh, if, you know, you can still respect all the social isolation rules, um, uh, because, you know, you need to have time for yourself and then talking to them and posing the question to them, you know, do you think you need some me time? You know, when would you like us to schedule that into your day? Uh, and, and in so doing you're able to model some pretty positive behaviors for your kids and, uh, and, and more importantly, you're, you're doing something that's good for yourself.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And and that me time thing, uh, so, so important. Um, where in all of that scheduling and all of that structure that's being done for your, for your kids, you also do the same for yourself. You also carve that time out. Um, on the, on the teaching and education side, uh, two big takeaways for me. One is you don't need a full day of work. You don't need a six hours, six hour day of instruction for the children you know, that some focus time one to two hours is more than enough to uh, to f- to fill them up, if you will, but also likely
1: um, to keep up with the curriculum. I got to say, hearing that was a relief. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I had no idea, you know, what the, I mean, I know my kids have short attention spans, but I had no idea how much time I'm supposed to be spending on this. And my default uh, is to try to schedule more academic time because i feel like they're using their time more productively rather than less but i mean you know as soon as uh you know as soon as the idea was thrown out there into the world of course you know they can't do eight hours of work like we as adults do and and uh and and just the explanation of you know what the average school day looks like and the fact that they aren't learning you know eight hours of that day that they're well they're, they're not learning academic curriculum eight hours a day. They're learning the entire day. They're learning different things and, and, and in different ways. And so if you can build learning experiences into all parts of your day without having to be math or language arts or science uh, or some other subject, um, you can be teaching them all day, but still have it, have it be fun.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And then, and then the last thing there was about the, the, the concept that you can't be teacher and parent at the same time and that you have to choose and you have to choose parent. Um, and I like that. That's also one of those things that I think helps, um, helps define how to structure all of this, right. And how to deal with, with kids in a particular scenario. Cause you can imagine. And I, as I think back, uh, to having worked with my kids, obviously on homework and other things, and I wonder if there was some frustration that came from that, right. Where you start almost blurring the lines and mixing the roles, right. Like who, who are you and what are you doing and what are the implications of, what if I learn slowly? What if I get the answer to the question wrong? How does that impact our relationship? And you can almost see these things going through their head. Oh. So yeah. I think that was a good observation.
1: Yeah, and when you're uh, and when you're parenting in real time, it's nice to have a rule of thumb. You know, when uh, so so if you're stuck in the situation, and you have to ask yourself, you know, what's the correct course of action? You say, well, you know. First question: I Need to answer. Am I the parent? Am I am I acting as a parent or a teacher? And if I don't know which, I'm going to choose parent. You know, nine times out of ten. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's exactly right. Um, and you touched on this already about the be present part, but I think that's I think that's key. So this isn't the the drive by when you as you're walking from the kitchen to the den, you walk by the kids and you go, "How are you doing, guys? Good, okay." I think this is the this is the focused one on one time. Where, where you, uh, if you, to use mindfulness speak, uh, you know, you create a space and you invite them into it to participate and share their feelings and thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I, you know, the, the be present thing is one of those, again, one of those pieces of advice, which I, I imagine every parent thinks they do, unless of course they're trapped in their phone most of the time. And, uh, but I had this moment today where uh, my four year old, uh, and she, you know, I, I could say she badgered, she harassed me, but really she was just persistent about, about demanding my time, uh, just before we, we did the recording actually. And she said, you know, she kept saying, daddy, I need you. I was like, okay, no problem. Let's, let's go outside and do something. And, uh, so I got all the girls outside and we, we played a game of Marco Polo on the driveway. And uh, and I was I was present at that moment. I wasn't intending to be present, and I got and I got pulled into it through my four year old. And I can tell you just just that half an hour that I spent outside with the kids, them having my undivided attention and engaging with them in that moment, which I hadn't planned to do. And and if somebody told me to be present beforehand, it might have messed it all up. Um, but I can tell you, looking back on it now what they got out of that experience was probably way more than i would have imagined and i and and i myself uh, i mean it was just it was it was an awesome moment to be spent as a family just playing and interacting with each other and being engaged and uh, and so i i kind of was reminded of how important that is and and when you can see the the look on their face and you can see the benefits you know you you realize how important it actually is
0: and there's so much in that because if you think about it you you played marco polo on the driveway. This is all about, you know, it's not, it's <laughs> not, not you not don't Nepal, need yeah. a lot of, not in a pool. You don't need things, right. Um, yeah. This really is just about time and attention and some creativity. Um, so I think I, that's excellent. That's, that's, that's great. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll do the same. I'll kick the kids in the backyard and, run around see who runs into a fence first
1: <laughs> yeah that was the only thing is i don't know if marco polo on a on a driveway is uh is safety approved uh we had some guardrails on the game but i mean it was uh, it, you know it was a blast the kids the kids loved it all right well um
0: i guess we'll we'll wrap up this session um as i was thinking through this there's there's one thing that sort of came to mind that i that i want to end with um, which is around the stockdale paradox which is uh, something that I read in good to great and uh, stockdale was uh, was a prisoner of war um, and uh, you know he had this idea um, this concept that you know y- you have to uh, continue to think about the future um, and look forward to it while dealing with the harsh realities of today and the Paradox, of course, is that, uh, you know, how can you be thinking to a wonderful future while the realities of today are, are horrible? And while we thankfully are not prisoners of war, nor do we have to endure what they did, we do find ourselves in a paradox of our own where the day to day may not be, you know, our idea of a good time. It may be very difficult. It may be stressful, it May be anxiety filled, um, but we have to do it. We have to get through it uh, one day at a time. And we have to think to a future when all will be better. And both of those thoughts, you know, we have to keep in mind at at all times.
1: Yeah. And, uh, uh, I think if I can boil it up, I mean, you got this, I mean, we can do this. And, uh, and if there's one thing that comes out of the lessons, the lessons today, um, it's not as hard as you think it's going to be hard in a whole bunch of other ways. But as far as, uh, getting the job done on, on being a good parent, you know, just get back to basics.
0: Exactly right. So, uh, thank you everyone for joining us today. As always, uh, best way to reach us is through the contact us form uh, on our website at the MAM uh, do let us know what we missed, what else you want covered and, uh, let us know how you're doing. Um, we're all in this together. Thank you everyone. Manly hugs until next time.